Welcome to Sharing the Victory, the national weekly radio program from the Fellowship of Christian Athletes. We hope you had a wonderful Christmas, and as we draw closer to the new year, the college football bowl season is heating up. Heisman Trophy winner Tim Tebow and the Florida Gators are gearing up for the Capital One Bowl on New Year's Day versus Michigan. Host Ron Brown will visit with Tim Tebow about how he stays connected to God. Staying in his words, staying humble, and, and realizing that there are things that are more important than football. Ron will also talk to former NFL star receiver Irving Fryer about God's call on his life. Those of us that understand a call, the call of God, when God calls, we must answer. And Ron Brown will deliver a powerful message about God's grace. He says, even though you Brown and all of you, you fumbled and fumbled and fumbled, I'm going to put you back in the game. I'm going to come to the cross. I'm going to die for you. I'm going to rise from the dead. The penalty will be off of your shoulders, and I'm going to keep feeding you the ball a lot. And now here is the host of Sharing the Victory, speaker, author, and assistant football coach at the University of Nebraska, Ron Brown. I hope you had a great Christmas, and our prayer is that you all have a blessed New Year as well. Well, our first guest is Heisman Trophy winner Tim Tebow, that great quarterback of the Florida Gators. Just a sophomore. What an outstanding season, and what a life. Tim, we are so excited to have you on our program today. Well, thank you. Thank you for having me on. We had an opportunity to read USA Today comments that you made about Jesus Christ. And in a sense, man, you are leading the body of Christ through the sports world by going forward with the Lord Jesus. When did it all start for you? I mean, you have a relationship with Christ. That has been so meaningful to you in your life. And I know you're dedicating your sport to Christ. But when did it all start for you? Well, I was blessed you know, to grow up in a Christian home. My uh, parents are missionaries. I was born in the Philippines. And we moved back when I was three years old every Sunday, you know, going to church. But, it, you know, it, it never really clicked for me until um, a few years down the road. And then, you know, I realized still when I was pretty young that, you know, I always hear about this. I just realized I was a good person and everything like that. But, you know, then I realized that, hey, I'm a sinner too. You know, I'm doing wrong things, maybe not um, super bad as far as the eyes of the world, but, you know, I, I, I've sinned. And, you know, I need a Savior, and I realized that Jesus Christ died on the cross for my sins, and, you know, that if I put my trust in Him, He would come into my heart, forgive me of all my sins, and I would have eternal life in heaven. And, you know, I, I knew I needed that. You know, I needed a Savior, and, and Jesus Christ, you know, was knocking on the door of my heart. And, you know, I, I received Him in there, and, you know, I know He's with me today. Hmm. Well, Tim, that is fleshed out into a life of living it out for your family. You know, you mentioned you were born in the Philippines. Your folks uh, involved in an orphanage over there in the Philippines as missionaries. Uh, but even here back in the States, uh, your parents decided to do something that might be a little bit unpopular for the average stud athlete. You were homeschooled for a good portion of your education, weren't you? Yes, sir. I was homeschooled all the way till I came to the University of Florida and I was the youngest, so, you know, growing up for me, it was, it was pretty normal to be homeschooled. You know, just seeing my siblings uh, who were homeschooled and, you know, just watching, you know, how they went through it. So it was pretty normal for me, but when my parents started homeschooling, it was, you know, it was an odd thing. Um, no one really knew about it, and so, you know, they didn't always get praise uh, for doing it. And, but, you know, my parents figured, uh, you know, hey, there's, there are some things that we want our children to learn that are more important than academics. Not that they weren't stressed in academics, which they were, but, 
they were emphasizing, you know, more biblical things and, you know, more character than anything else. Well, you know, Tim, uh, it was quite uh, apparent through the recruiting process that uh, you were homeschooled and so forth. I know the University of Alabama seemed to have a a real strong interest in you, and I know it was a battle between Alabama, Florida, and, of course, a number of other schools. But, you know, the Alabama legislature um, got into effect this Tim Tebow bill named after you to allow their homeschool athletes to play for the local high school teams, just as you did in Florida. Um, So you've had an enormous effect even now. Nationally, on how people think about homeschooling, involved in sports. What would you tell a kid today who's in high school but homeschooled, who's a great athlete like yourself, who's getting a little bit antsy, wondering will the recruiters be able to notice him, et cetera? Uh, how, how would you coach that kid right now? Well, you know, if, if you're gonna, if you're a player and, and you're playing, you know, the recruiters will find you, and so I don't think you really got to worry about that. As much, I think you just got to worry about if it's the right fit for you. If you're getting a, a chance to to play, you know, at a high school, you know, I think that's definitely you know a big thing. But it's hard to know without knowing exactly what they're going through. But you know, just just trying to do the right thing and find God's will in it. You know, when you're making the decision. But you know, the Lord the Lord has a plan and. You just have to trust him and follow him. Wow. You know, Tim, I I kind of imagine you as a modern-day Joseph, you know, a guy who's got a lot of great things physically about you, but there's really a whole lot more that's inside. And and you're able to take the inside stuff that Jesus Christ has done with you and really connect it in the world of football. What do you do on a daily basis to stay very intimately connected with Jesus? Well, it's tough. It's tough because, you know, you love uh, a game like football. You love it so much. You love playing it. You love everything about it. And so, you know, it's tough um, once you do it so much not to let that become number one in, in your life, not to let that become your, your God per se. And so, you know, you always have to realize that, there, hey, there's stuff more important than playing football or winning a game or throwing a touchdown pass. You know, and, and that stuff is, you know, how you're treating people. You know, how's your relationship with Jesus Christ? Are you giving him the honor and glory for everything? And so I think, you know, that's just, you know, staying in his word, staying humble and, and realizing that there are things that are more important than football. And I think that's, you know, the number one thing for me is just to realize and, you know, every day just have different reminders, you know, that make you realize that, you know, playing football is not the most important thing. I just want to praise God for you and and uh, thank you for your u- leadership, even as a young man. And I just we just want to continue to challenge you to stay strong for the Lord Jesus as you uh, as you do the sports thing, and eventually when God leads you out. Yes, sir. Thank you. I appreciate I appreciate you having me on, and you know I appreciate what you're doing and you know the witness you're having for Jesus Christ. Well, our champion of faith today, Tim Tebow, the outstanding sophomore quarterback with the University of Florida. He has been our champion of faith. Don't forget to check us out on the web, sharingthevictory.com. Click on radio and you can hear past programs and also subscribe to the free podcast. Keep it here. There's much more to come on this final Sharing the Victory program of 2007. Here's FCA President Les Steckel. The Fellowship of Christian Athletes is pleased to provide these national Sharing the Victory radio broadcasts each week on this station. We hope you like hearing outstanding Christian athletes and coaches like Tony Dungy, Sean Alexander, Jake Peavy, and John Wooden share their personal relationships with Jesus Christ. Since 1954, FCA has had the vision of seeing the world impacted for Jesus Christ by the influence of athletes and coaches. 
These radio programs are the newest piece of that vision. Their continuance and growth of sharing the victory is dependent on donations from ministry friends such as you. If these programs are ministering to you, would you be kind enough to let us know and help us with your tax-deductible donations? You may contact us during weekdays at Sharing the Victory by calling 866-STV-5031. That's 1-866-STV-5031. Thank you very much. Welcome back. I hope this is a joyous holiday season for you. It's time now for FCA Across America. After being out of football for four years, the Lord has given me an opportunity to get back in it as an assistant coach in the Nebraska Cornhuskers, a position that I recently accepted. Through the avenue of football, the Lord has given me many opportunities to speak to groups around the nation and to share my faith. In this week's FCA Across America, we feature me sharing at an FCA game day event at Mississippi State University. When I was coaching football in Nebraska, we played in a big game a number of years ago. It was for the, for the league championship, and the winner of this game would play in the Orange Bowl for the national championship. Nebraska versus Colorado. Colorado was undefeated. We were undefeated. They had a great running back, a guy named Eric Bieniemy, and we knew we had to contain him. For the first three quarters of the game, we didn't have to worry about containing Eric Bieniemy. You know why? Because he single-handedly coughed the ball up. He fumbled the ball three times in the first three quarters of the game. Hurt his team badly. We were leading 12 to nothing going into the fourth quarter. Had the game in control. I'm thinking Colorado's going to take Eric Bieniemy and sit him on the bench because they have too many other good running backs they could put in who wouldn't fumble. But lo and behold, the head football coach of Colorado, Bill McCartney, at the time, put Eric Bieniemy back in the game. It was unbelievable. And not only did he put him back in the game, he kept giving him the ball. And you know what? Before the end of the night happened, Eric Bieniemy scored four touchdowns himself and led his team to a 28-12 comeback victory. They went to the Orange Bowl and they won the national championship that year. I saw Eric Bieniemy with the San Diego Chargers the next year when he was a rookie draft pick, and I asked him about that. I said, how come Coach McCartney put you back in the game? You deserve to be benched. You deserve, you deserve to not to play again. And he said, Coach McCartney never stopped believing in me. He extended him grace. And it moved his life. That's exactly what God has done for me and you. You have fumbled and fumbled and fumbled, just like I have. The sin list is endless. If there are those of you here within earshot today who are not broken about your sin, that means you could care less if you fumbled. doesn't matter. If you're not interested in the gospel, that should tell you something. It should reveal that you really don't care about God very much. And I would invite you, go on and live your life any way you want to. Take your chances. But I guarantee you, according to God's word, at the end of the day, you will experience incredible misery in your life, separated from God. But it's your choice. There's not one person here today who can walk out of this arena and say, no one ever told me. You do not have an excuse anymore. It's not your father's fault, your mother's fault, your coach's fault, your brother's fault. It's not because you grew up in poverty and somebody messed around with you and abused you and did this to you and did that to you. There are no excuses in this room. Not at all. It's on you. Do you know Christ or do you not? And here's what Jesus offers. 
He says, even though you're brown and all of you, you fumbled and fumbled and fumbled, I'm going to put you back in the game. I'm going to come to the cross. I'm going to die for you. I'm going to rise from the dead. The penalty will be off of your shoulders, and I'm going to keep feeding you the ball in life. If you want to run with it. If I went and bought my wife a beautiful present tonight, brought it home when I fly back to Nebraska tomorrow, handed her this great present that I spent time and thought and money, and she said, oh my goodness, Ron, this is a beautiful gift. It's a wonderful gift. Thank you. But Ron, I can't accept it. You know what? I got other things going on. It's a beautiful gift. I know you've done it, but I just can't receive it right now. Here, you keep it. You know what? I've done my part. I purchased the gift. I brought it to her. But the transaction is not completed until she receives the gift. The Bible says in Romans 6, 23, the last half of the verse, but the free gift of God is eternal life. Do you know that Jesus Christ paid the price for you? The question is, have you received the gift? I'm not talking about showing up at church. The best place to hide is right here today. If you are hiding from God, this is the best place to hide from him, right here. Because you know what? No one would ever suspect that you're hiding from God in here. The best place to hide is an FCA huddle group that you go to every week or every month. No one would ever suspect it. Or go to church, hang out with all the good people. It's a great place to hide. But ultimately, you are going to have to answer to God one-on-one. -on -one. And I'm asking you today, will you receive the gift? That was yours truly, me, at an FCA game day event at Mississippi State University. Coming up, our next guest shares his story of God's grace. And I am not where I am today because I kept all of God's commandments. I am where I am today and I am who I am today because of God's grace and His mercy. And if God can use me, He can use you. That's next on Sharing the Victory the national weekly radio program from the Fellowship of Christian Athletes. Don't forget to add Sharing the Victory magazine to your shopping list. The December issue features 20 college quarterbacks, including sophomore sensation Tim Tebow of the Florida Gators. And of course, as in every issue, a challenging and insightful column by Ron Brown. Order your subscription to Sharing the Victory magazine by calling one 866 STV 5031. That's 866 STV 5031. Or go to sharingthevictory.com. There is a common place for student athletes and coaches to go to strengthen their faith in Christ. At my FCA huddle. There's a place to be encouraged to face the trials and temptations of life. At my FCA huddle. There is a place to receive confidence to share the light of Christ. At my FCA huddle. FCA huddles meet on junior high, high school, and college campuses all across America. To find one near you or to learn how to start one up, call toll-free 866-STV-5031 or go to fca.org. Welcome back to Sharing the Victory with your host, University of Nebraska assistant football coach Ron Brown. My guest today on Sharing the Victories, Where Are They Now? is former great wide receiver from the National Football League, Irving Fryer. Irving was a great player, not only there, but also out of the University of Nebraska. Irving, welcome to the show today. Hey, Coach. Thanks a lot for having me on. It's a pleasure to be on. I've uh, had an opportunity to... Uh be in touch with you and, and share with you 
over the last years, and it's just an honor. Well, it's our honor, Irvin, to have you on. Uh, you, you were 17 years in the National Football League as a wide receiver, which is uh, almost unheard of for a wideout. And, of course, uh, you've, you've had uh, a number of incredible seasons. You were a five-time player in the Pro Bowl. You were uh, just one of the great receivers during your era. Uh, but let's just stop short there for a minute. You were All-American in, in college. You were, you were an All-Pro. Uh, the dream of so many young boys around this country, uh-huh. that is something they would love to experience. If you could tell them that's what you're going to do, you're going to be an All-American in college, and you're going to be a, a great NFL player, they would say, count me in. Count me in, yeah. But, but Irvin, let's just go back to the infrastructure of your life. It, with all of that great football ability, mm-hmm. there were still some things going on inside of you that you would not wish on anyone. There was one specific time that I remember mm-hmm. where it was a halftime of a, of a football game and uh, you may have gotten into a, an argument with your coach about mm-hmm. he wanted to pull you out of the game because you're injured, you wanted to stay in. Right. You left the stadium and, and tried to kill yourself. You drove your car off the, the, the side of the road, is that right? Yes, and, uh, and hit into a tree. Hit, hit a tree. And it was at that point that there, there was something that – uh, begin to register with you that with you realized that you needed to have your life turned around. Could right, you talk right. to us talk us through that a little bit? Well, it was just uh, you know, I think a lot of us um, can can bear the testimony that uh, when we give our lives to Christ or when we when we actually submit ourselves or our will to the will of God is usually in some trying times. Or usually when our backs are against the wall, or usually when we're sick and tired of being sick and tired. And I just you know that was the beginning of the turnaround for me. Um, actually, it didn't take place until sometime a little bit later, within the next year or so, mm-hmm. where I had uh, put myself in a bad position, going uh, to the wrong place, and the wrong place is always the wrong time, and wound up in prison that night. Uh, and as a result of that is when I really uh, when I really got on my knees and, and, and cried out to God, and God um, answered my prayer and, and began to turn my life around though I had to uh, still deal with some of the uh, consequences because of my decisions and my choices. You know, I had the, I had the, the my almighty one on my side. So uh, there was a piece that let me know that though I would have to go through the valley, I would come out on the other side and, and the anointing of God would be there and his presence would be there and I'd be able to dwell in his presence. Um, but it's just, it's just, a. Uh, uh, just another manifestation of the strongholds that the enemy has on not just people like myself, but a lot of the young people today. Well, you know, Irvin, uh, as, as you were talking, I was thinking not just young people, but I'm guessing right now in our listening audience, there may be even some Christians, people who have devoted their lives to Christ and or people who don't come from backgrounds like that, mm-hmm. who are struggling in shame right now, who are, mm-hmm. who are absolutely thinking that God could never use them. They're saying, you know what, guys, you don't know what I've done. Irvin, talk to them. Well, you know, it's amazing. That's what salvation is all about. Salvation is not for the people who have done everything right in their lives. Salvation is for those of us who need another chance. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. and, and that's why God uh, sent his son Christ to die for us. Those people that are there or listening, uh, and yourself, Coach, you know, as a Bible reader, you know that everybody that God used in the Bible, with the exception of Jesus Christ, uh, was imperfect. Mm-hmm. They had failures. They had faults. The only one that was perfect was Jesus Christ. Um, so if God is able to do that, uh, miraculous things with people who are imperfect, and, and uh, that's what, like I said, that's what salvation is all about. God gave us Christ because he knew that we would make mistakes. He knew, mm. and God says in his word that if we uh, confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us of all unrighteousness. 
So um, that is just a lie from the enemy to make us think that we cannot be used by God, the will of God, that all men and women be saved, and that he would use all of us to, uh, to glorify him, to lift up his kingdom, uh, and to be used to save other souls. So uh, if there is anybody who's listening that you think you've done too much wrong or you've fell, fallen too many times or you hurt too many people, listen, I am not where I am today because I kept all of God's commandments. I am where I am today, and I am who I am today because of God's grace and his mercy. And if God can use me, he can use you. Did you all hear that now? Get up <laughs> off that bench. Get back in the game. Yeah, Irvin, back in the game. I, I just want to say this. Uh, God has used you in a powerful way. One of the most inspirational stories that I know around the country you are. And I want to thank you for responding to the call of God. I want to. I just thank God that he saved your life, Irvin, uh, because, you know. Well, I thank him more than you. <laughs> <laughs> because you've come to know Christ and you've yes, shared sir. that love of Christ and that grace of Christ with so many. And thanks for being on our show today. We just want to affirm you as a, as a leader in this country thank to you, keep so. serving him up. Yes, sir. I, I appreciate all the work that you're doing, and, and because we know our labor for God is never in vain. And I love you, mm. and I appreciate you, and any time you need me, you can call me. You know I'll respond. Thank you, Reverend, uh, and I can always expect an altar call from you, too. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> That's right. Well, praise the Lord. God, God bless, bless you. you. Thank you for okay. his grace. Thanks for being on Where Are They Now? We've had the pleasure of Irving Fryer, former great wide receiver in the National Football League, now a pastor in New Jersey. Thanks for being on the show, Irving. All right, God bless you, Coach. Thanks. God bless you. We're just days away before the end of 2007. What a memorable year for FCA and for this radio show, our first year on the air. Lord willing, we'll have many more years to come. As the Lord leads, would you consider helping us to steward this listener-supported program? You can donate online by going on to sharingthevictory.com and clicking on radio. Or you can call us Monday through Friday, toll-free, at 866-STV-5031. That's 866-STV-5031. Thank you. Still ahead on Sharing the Victory, FCA President Les Steckel talks about that great book of wisdom in the Bible, the Book of Proverbs. Sharing the Victory is more than just a radio program or magazine. Sharing the Victory is available 24 hours a day at SharingTheVictory.com. At SharingTheVictory.com, you can click on radio and listen to the program online or subscribe to the podcast. There's also articles, testimonies from athletes and coaches, and a place for you to submit story ideas. You can also download Sharing the Victory wallpaper for your computer. Check us out online at SharingTheVictory.com. That's SharingTheVictory.com. Make sure you're with us next weekend for a great lineup on Sharing the Victory. Ben Hartsock, tight end for the Tennessee Titans. We're really excited for that opportunity to reach out to some of these younger guys and provide a, you know, a welcoming environment for fellowship and for Christian growth. Legendary Dallas Cowboy Bob Lilly and the founder of FCA, Don McLennan. And yet it was a solid leading of God to do this. Expect great things from God. Attempt great things for God. Listen next weekend to Sharing the Victory. Ron Brown, your host for Sharing the Victory, back with you. It's time now to hear from our FCA president, former college and NFL coach, Les Steckel, with Coach's Corner. On behalf of all of us at the Fellowship of Christian Athletes, I hope your Christmas was especially meaningful and that you'll have a happy and healthy new year. I also hope that 2008 will be a year of spiritual growth for each of us and lead to more effective service for the cause of Christ. 
Many people take this time between the holidays to make New Year's resolutions. Perhaps you do too. Of course, Christians made the ultimate resolution for their eternal success when they confessed their sins and surrendered the control of their lives to Jesus Christ. However, it's not wrong for Christians to make New Year's resolutions, too. And if you're looking for ideas for your own resolution for 2008, I have a suggestion that will be sure to bring you God's favor in the coming year. If I told you my recommendation is to read the Bible, you'd probably tell me you already do that. That's great. It really is. But my challenge to you, whether you are faithfully reading God's Word now or not, is a bit more specific. My recommendation to you is to read Proverbs, one chapter every day for the month of January. January, of course, has 31 days, and Proverbs has 31 chapters. And in the following months, you can still read a chapter a day no matter how many days in that month. Each of the chapters in Proverbs overflows with common sense for every area of your life. They will set you on a path for success. You won't have to look any further than the first several verses of Proverbs 1 to learn the benefits of reading Proverbs. These benefits include attaining wisdom and discipline, understanding words of insight, acquiring a disciplined and prudent life, doing what is right and just and fair, and gaining knowledge and discretion. Typically, one of the New Year's resolutions most people make each year is to get more physically fit. That's a great goal, too. But unfortunately, those that do plan to follow through on that commitment usually drop out, even before the end of the first month. Please don't let that happen to you. And certainly don't give up on your resolution to read a chapter of Proverbs each day. Try this plan every day in January. It will simply be the best thing you can do for yourself in 2008. If you think you can't do it, Remember what Proverbs 16, verse 3 promises. Commit to the Lord whatever you do, and your plans will succeed. We all know that famous saying, just do it, and you'll truly have a happy new year in 2008. Godspeed. We are looking forward to an incredible new year at Sharing the Victory. Here's what we have for next week. Ben Hartsock, the Tennessee Titans tight end. And we also have FCA's founder back in 1954, Don McLennan. Bob Lilly joins us also, the great former Dallas Cowboy Hall of Famer. We want you to have a happy new year. And remember, there are two ways of doing sports, God's way and man's way. Which one will you choose? Thanks so much for listening today. As we wrap up 2007, we're also celebrating four months of being on the air. As we look to 2008, we're trusting God to open many more doors of ministry. But before we get there, we want to finish this year strong. Would you please help by making an end-of-the-year tax-deductible gift to Sharing the Victory? You can send your gift to Sharing the Victory, 8701 Leeds Road, Kansas City, Missouri, 64129. Again, that address is 8701 Leeds Road, Kansas City, Missouri, 64129. You can also donate online at sharingthevictory.com. Just click on radio. If you would like to visit with us on the phone, you can call Monday through Friday toll-free at 866-STV-5031. That's 866-STV-5031. If you missed any part of today's program, you can listen anytime at sharingthevictory.com. Click on radio 
And you can also listen to past programs and sign up for the free weekly podcast. We hope you have a great New Year's celebration and join us next week for Sharing the Victory. Sharing the Victory is a production of the Fellowship of Christian Athletes. FCA is the heart and soul in sports.